Welcome to Grow Opportunity, the podcast, featuring conversations with Canadian cannabis industry experts and professionals. This podcast is brought to you by Emerald Harvest, premium hydroponic nutrients for simple, easy success. Hello, all, and welcome to this episode of the Grow Opportunity podcast. I'm your host, Katerina Muya, editor of Grow Opportunity magazine. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the latest digital edition of the magazine, the July-August 2021 issue, on our website growopportunity.ca, where you'll find the industry's latest information on news, projects, and developments. As many of you are likely aware, the cannabis industry is still very new in Canada, and as a new industry, there is still tons of research, developments, and discoveries being made to ensure the success and safety of those who work in the industry, as well as those in the end-use markets. Earlier this month, a major step forward was taken in the ability to perform cannabis research in British Columbia with the announcement of a $3.3 million grant to Langara College's Applied Science for the Canadian Cannabis Industry Program. Two million was given by the Natural Sciences and Engineering Research Council, and 1.3 million was given by the Canadian Foundation for Innovation. With this five-year grant, Langara College looks to fund research projects focused on plant genomics, plant metabolomics, cellular response to cannabinoids, optimization of processing, and the use of nanoparticles to deliver bioactive compounds. Here to discuss the plans for the college's research projects is Kelly Svensson, Chair of Langara College's Applied Research Center. Kelly has been an educator and researcher at Langara College for 27 years, and as a researcher, he has studied the production and use of biochar for its potential ecological benefit, including contaminated water remediation. He also has expertise in the analytical chemistry of natural products. In 2018, Kelly and fellow researchers, Langara biology instructors Dave Anderson and Ji Yang, were awarded $200,000 from the Natural Sciences and Engineering Research Council for their project focused on applying biochemistry tools to support the craft brewing industry in BC. This work culminated in the identification of several feral hops varietals of commercial value that are currently being evaluated in agricultural trial. Kelly is now focused on projects investigating technical challenges faced by the cannabis industry. As an instructor in the chemistry and environmental studies departments, he has taught 11 different courses impacting thousands of students at Langara College. He holds a master's of science from the University of British Columbia and a bachelor's of science from the University of Waterloo. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me today to discuss this great opportunity for Langara College. I guess what I would first like to know is how did the college's applied science for the Canadian cannabis industry program first come about? Hey, Katerina, thank you for the kind introduction and and thank you for having me. Thank you for expressing interest in Langara College's new program. Uh, We're really excited about it. Langara College, it's, it's primarily a teaching institution here in Vancouver. We're really proud of of our, of our focus on, on, on helping students achieve what they want to achieve. But we also recognize the, you know, the need for scholarship and, uh, and our goal is also to contribute to the community here in uh, BC and Canada in general. And so, uh, you know, the fact that we have some really uh, strong faculty and, and capable students, we have some excellent facilities here at the college we thought that uh, focusing a little bit uh, of our activity on research would be a would be a logical step. And the fact that we have access to um, federal funding to, to support applied research 
on a competitive basis uh, led us into, into this path of, of doing, doing some applied research up here at the college. Um, we identified biochemistry and bioinformatics as areas of strength here at the college. Uh, we programs and faculty and students that are, are really strong in that area. And we've been successful in attracting some, some funding. You mentioned the, uh, the HOPS project, which is really fun and exciting and, and ongoing. And you probably know, Katerina, that, that HOPS and, and cannabis are what we call botanical cousins in a sense. Um, and so the, you know, the skills that we, uh, that we developed investigating HOPS and the, the biochemistry of HOPS uh, translated really nicely into, into, into cannabis research. And we received our, our Health Canada research license in 2019 and did some preliminary work with, with cannabis and, uh, and, and thought you know, that there's really so much to, to discover and, and so many questions, as you, as you mentioned, that this would be a really an area with lots of potential for us. And we're excited about that. So what we did, we put together a really ambitious funding proposal, uh, made a small um, coalition of, of, in, uh, of industry partners to, to put forward this proposal and to uh, the federal funding opportunity that came up. And we're delighted to find that, that we were funded for that. And so we, we, we're now in the very early stages of, of, of ramping that up. So that's, uh, that's the short version of how we, how we got here and where we are. Um, and actually, you, you mentioned that you have, you know, your partners, um, additional to the $3.3 million grant, um, you're getting support from Pure Sun Farms, Ascension Sciences, and Next Leaf Solutions, who collectively have contributed an additional $400,000 towards the research. How were those industry partners chosen? Well, we were looking for industry partners that were, you know, first of all, really solid on a fundamental basis, that they were uh, in the industry for, for or uh, they envisioned for a long term. They weren't just there for, you know, to, to make some, some money in the short term. And so we look for strong companies, fundamentally sound, um, but also that were, you know, tech forward and had the vision to see the, you know, sort of potential in contributing to innovation. They're also, I think, companies that seeing the value of looking beyond their own objectives and seeing the Canadian cannabis industry you know, with, a, with a really broad lens and seeing the value of building the industry and, and you know, floating the entire industry with, with, uh, with innovation. Also interested in, you know, in, in, in to be honest, you know, helping, you know, educate young people with the technical skills that are, that are needed in this industry now. You know, overall just driving, you know, science-based knowledge in, in this industry and and so, yeah, we're really thrilled to have this partnership and, and we're, you know, I should mention, Katerina, that, that we do have a mandate of, you know, uh, over the course of the five-year program, increasing the, the number of partners that we have and the, and the breadth of the things that were innovated. So we're, we're interested, to hearing, uh, interested in hearing from other innovative uh, groups in the sector. And so I'm just wondering, because, you know, it definitely sounds like a great opportunity for the students at the college to be able to kind of learn more about the industry. Um, and so what, what benefits um, can you see the entire cannabis industry and the province of BC kind of gaining from, um, you know, this grant going towards the research being done at the, the college? Benefits to the college are, of course, that we're, we're interested in educating students. And, you know, I think the, that 
you know, this program helps us to kind of broaden that definition in a sense, you know, that uh, businesses have, have long been asking academic institutions to um, give students work-ready skills, not just, you know, the, the, the theory behind things. They want people to be ready to, to start in and be productive quickly and, and, and have skills that are, 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 are readily translated into, into their workplace. So we're really interested in, in this, what they call work integrated learning aspect of, of the program. We're, we, we're intending to, to, um, to employ over 100 students in this program over the course of, of the five years. So we think that that's gonna be a huge gain for, for the students who are participating to really learn so much in a, this would be a real world research environment to give them lots of opportunity and they really tend to run with it. And then of course, um, for, for BC and Canada, you know, we think BC and Canada should be innovation leaders in globally, right? The, the legalization is, is a huge advantage and now that we have, you know, that you know this capacity, we really hope to to help in that area. To help lead is is amazing. I mean, what what the what the legacy um, growers know is is astonishing, and, and their capacity to to produce beautiful cannabis plants is, is really quite amazing. But we want to put a science lens on that. We think that this is this is the time for that. This is the time to to leverage what they know and the capacity. You know of us to to apply science i think it's an important time for that you know and, and our our partners are also really forward thinking so in terms of you know what is the advantage to bc and canada of course there's advantages to our individual partners um, but also as i suggested you know that the industry is ready for for this kind of growth it's a tradition some traditional you know chemical manufacturing industry has been working for decades on on the technical side, you know, I think cannabis is, is ready to really to run with the with the technical aspect, the science-based aspect of this industry. So going with that, and you know, talking about the industry growth and doing all this research, there are so many reports and studies out there already about cannabis. And a lot of the time it, it almost looks like cannabis is kind of a miracle plant. So, you know, it, it it's reported right. to help, you know aid people with dealing with physical, mental, emotional pain or trauma. And then on top of that, it's also used recreationally. So I'm kind of wondering um, for Langara College, uh, what will be the main, you know, focus? Um, where will the money be going towards? Is it cultivation or, you know, processing in cannabis 2.0? Um, or will the focus kind of be on medicinal or recreational? Um, would you be able to give me some insight on that? We have some defined areas that we want to explore. Um, I think first it's important to note, Katerina, that, that our work is, is limited to what we call bench science. That is you know, work that we can do um, exclusive of, of humans or animals. So we don't investigate, uh, we don't have the capacity to investigate how cannabis or cannabis products impact humans in a, in a direct way. That's that's complex endeavor and, and uh, we're, we're really interested in the biochemistry of the plant per se, and, and leveraging that knowledge. In terms of you know where where the funds go, really it's 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 largely to faculty researchers. We're going to give a lot of it to student researchers. Um, this gives us the opportunity to hire some dedicated technicians uh, for the college, and importantly, acquisition of some advanced instrument instrumentation. So we're really excited that that amount of money that we're able to 
to apply to, to our laboratory is going to really push us into the sort of cutting edge of capacity. Our partners are excited about that too. So, you know, they, all of our partners do have labs and they're, and they're, and they're, they have technical capacity within their organizations, but, you know, they don't necessarily have, you know, uh, have the funds to put to, to the, you know, the latest and greatest instrumentation. And that's what we're going to do. So we're really excited about, about that opportunity. Now, in terms of uh, where we uh, aren't intending to do research, I guess I would say we're, we're going to, um, we could group that into, into three main themes. Uh, and again, this work is co-directed by our, by our partners. So it's really work that, that they're quite interested in. You know, looking at what can what is in cannabis, um, and so that I mean that's that sounds really simple, and of course that's been done in all different kinds of ways. We're, we're interested in, in in particular maybe some of the compounds that have not been investigated um, as thoroughly. Of course, THC and CBD, and the relationship between THC and CBD, and and the, and the way the plant grows is pretty well established. And again. A lot of that is a result of, of the great work from the legacy growers. Um, but if we consider some of the more, um, what we call maybe esoteric or less studied of the compounds of the plant, you know, really you, you need the advanced instrumentation to look at that. So what we wanna do is take a look, first of all, establish really strong methodologies for looking at these compounds that are present in lesser quantities in the plant. Uh, and relate those to uh, production variables, such as greenhouse conditions or processing techniques. And then we're also interested in, you know, how it is that those compounds could be isolated. You're familiar with THC and CBD, and Katarina, you're a, uh, an industry expert, so you know about some of the other interesting compounds as well, so uh, Delta, 8 THC, uh, CBG, THCV, uh, and of course, all the, you know, the dozens of terpenes that are present in the plant are really worth investigating. You mentioned how much technical and anecdotal evidence there is for, for the activity of this plant. And I don't think the question of, of you know, what it is exactly that the compounds in the plant, which is so complex, what it is exactly are the key operational compounds in the plant is, is well enough established. There's some great work in that area. So really it's looking at the plant, what's in it and, and, and how to optimize it. And second is then looking at um, the genetic basis for the production of these compounds. My partner, Dr. Ji Yang is, uh, has done some, some really interesting work in this. Um, uh, certainly in the uh, pre-legalization days, Plants, you know, they're given these cool names, white widow and so on. But uh, he found that specimens that were labeled the same weren't the same genetically. So it'd be interesting to sort that out in the context of, of the legal market. So the relationship then between what's, um, what are industry partners, the compounds of interest from that are uh, industry partners would like to know about and the plant genetics is something that we'd like to explore, sort of this business of varietal designation. And of course, that would give us opportunity to target particular compounds through uh, breeding type studies. 
Dr. Jessica Paula, another one of the primary investigators in this program, is going to start looking at um, incorporating some of these compounds into um, nanoparticles. So now we're talking about not only you know, uh, particle, uh, compounds of interest and formulations of different combinations of those compounds, but also ways to deliver them to, to, to people. And, uh, and one of those ways is to incorporate them in, into nanoparticles. And of course, that's, that's important in 2.0 products, but also important in the, in the health and wellness uh, context. So encapsulating these in cannabis uh, compounds into nanoparticles is something that she has uh, skills at. And then finally, is there a way that we can that we can investigate how these compounds interact or how bioactive they are without using human subjects. And again, Dr. Culver has some skills in this by using cell models. So you can take cell models and, and uh, expose them to these compounds and, and observe the reaction of the cell and thereby start to catalog the relationship between the compounds and, and, their, and their bioactivity in this way without using humans or, or animals. So it's, that's the kind of, that's the package, Katerina. I know if that, uh, if that makes sense, the way I've described it, you know, we're, we're looking at how, um, you know, what particles, what, what compounds are of interest, how can they be delivered? Um, how can we, you know, put a, a real um, technical or uh, precise analysis on, on how those are, uh, which compounds, you know, might have promise, and then, and then, you know, growing uh, plants that, uh, that, that contain those. Sure. And so I, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of, you know, research being done, obviously, on, you know, genetics and breathing. Um, does the college have a way of um, maintaining and logging all these research, maybe a gene bank or a database? And if not, how, how are you guys planning to keep track of everything? You know, the world of, of, of genetics has, has changed a lot in the last five years, and really it's become... It has become about data. So you know, you look at, you take a plant, and you look at the the plant's DNA, and you know, suddenly there's tons of of, of information that's that's revealed, and uh, um, and you know, keeping track of that is really about keeping track of data. So um, of course, we we have mechanisms for that to protect the data, uh, to you know, keep it safe. You know, like I said, the work that we're doing has. Um, is, is industry partner related and our, our industry partners are are interested in utilizing that information um, you know for for the company's benefit but also you know what we're, we're planning to do of course is to is to share these results and to you know, go to conferences reveal the what we've discovered in in publications and uh, and just you know just generally share in in the in the community uh, again, with the theme of, of building the, the technical capacity across the country. And then on top of that, I know you were talking about, you know, having a lot of new equipment um, in order to do all this research. Um, do you have any specific um, pieces of equipment that you know of that are going to be coming to, to the college in order to uh, perform this research that you're going to be doing? One of our key instruments will be for analytical chemistry. So I mentioned looking at compounds that are present in, in cannabis, but are, are less well studied. Um, there are hundreds of them and uh, they tend to be present in lower quantities or 
um, you know, the methods for studying them haven't been well established. And one of the key pieces of equipment for, for doing that is something called uh, liquid chromatography mass spectrometry. So that allows us to take a cannabis plant, extract all the compounds that are, that are in there and inject that onto the, onto the machine. And the machine, the chromatography part of the machine separates the compounds into their individual components. And then the mass spectrometry side identifies what those components are. It's very powerful if you look at uh, parts per billion kind of level of, of quantities. Wow. But, you know, the, the mass spectrometry side is, is the real magic because, you know, you might not know what you're looking for, but um, that, that mass spectrometry side is the, is the side that allows you to identify what those compounds are. So we're really excited about acquiring one of those instruments. That'll be the first instrument that we have at, at Minkara College that does that. We're also going to be looking at more innovative ways to, to track cannabis growth uh, and uh, something called uh, infrared spectrophotometer will allow us to do that. So, you know, the traditional way uh, to, to track plant growth is to take the compound, take the plant and grind it up and extract it and put it on an instrument and the instrument will tell you, you know, um, to a limited extent what compounds are, are present and how much. We'd like to look at, um, and other people have done this as well, uh, just taking, you know, imagine just taking a bud and putting it on a little plate and having that uh, instrument tell you what's in there. So you're fast, um, not destructive, and you know, imagine the, that uh, that this kind of analysis would be done on, you know, on a production floor. So that would be the infrared spectrophotometer. Um, we're also interested in some of the techniques that um, that allow us to generate uh, nanoparticles. So particle uh, creation tools, nanoparticle creation tools, as well as uh, tools for analyzing those particles. How big are they? How stable are they? Um, how do they change uh, when you change their environment? So um, uh, new tasks will be nanoparticle equipment. I know there's like obviously going to be a lot that you're going to be discovering from this and, and probably a lot will help licensed producers and master growers kind of figure out maybe the best way to achieve um, great growing results or even process, processing results after cultivation. And typically in, in many other industries, you see people following um, operating standards and regulations in order to achieve those consistent results and ensure productivity. Um, and currently in the Canadian cannabis industry, there doesn't really seem to be one set of standards or procedures. Um, and, you know, licensed producers and master growers kind of seem to have their own in-house protocols to follow. Do you think that maybe after, you know, finding all this research or from your findings and research, that the college might be interested in maybe putting together a set of procedures for the industry to follow? Or, or is this something that the industry needs to be following across the country? Well, that, that, that would be probably a bit beyond the, the scope of any one institution like Nigeria. We certainly would like to contribute to that. When it comes to you know, standards or, you know, uh, that, that can be universally applied, one of the keys is it hinges on measurement. You know, we talked about taking the cannabis plant and, and uh, looking at what's in it and then, you know, reporting what's in that to you know, ultimately to, to the people who want to, to use the plant. And um, that, that's harder than it sounds, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, 
um, there, there are a lot of really excellent uh, scientists working on this problem. And, and I would say it's not, it's not totally solved. Uh, that is the, the, you know, the methodologies are different from one laboratory to another. And that can actually create different results. Um, so that, that is a real challenge. Uh, it's, it's really complicated what we call in the um, chemistry world matrix, taking a plant, you know, um, all of those plant materials and inside of that are the things that you're interested in. So how do you separate those materials that are not of interest to the materials that are of interest without, you know, losing some of the material and then being accurately determining those values. And that's really is, you know, that's even, that's amplified to some extent in the 2.0 products. So things like, you know, analyzing compounds, cannabinoid type compounds in a chocolate matrix is uh, very complicated. Uh, and it really hasn't, that it's really new work in a sense uh, that, that those, those products have existed, of course, from the legacy days, but putting um, you know, really precise measurements and, and, uh, and, and being accurate you know, across the industry, is, it's, it's a big challenge. I would see that we'll be able to, to play a role in that. There are you know, excellent private laboratories across Canada. You know, they they want to maintain their, their methodology uh, as a competitive advantage to some extent. You know, but I, th I think an academic institution can play a role in, in the sharing of that of that knowledge. And so I'm also wondering because you know you did talk a lot about uh, you know the three kind of main themes that you're looking towards, or I guess the program is looking to kind of research. What is the? I don't know if you you might want to call it an end goal, but for lack of a better term, what is the end goal um, in in the research? What are you guys kind of hoping to find and hoping to do with the the found results afterwards? You know, we have some high-level goals, I guess, for sure. That that we're we're confident that we'll be able to move forward. We want to we want to facilitate the objectives of our partners. Um, we want them to gain from from this work. You know, they're contributing both in terms of uh, you know cash contributions, but also even more importantly, from my perspective, is their is their insight into the industry into into what's important. And to uh, and, and they and and they're contributing their staff time to to the research as well. So they're active participants in this, and, and we want them to to benefit from that. And that's going to be you know that's going to be dependent on on the individual partner that we have. We want to educate students. We want to contribute to the workforce in the cannabis industry. That that skilled technical people are, 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 I think, key to, to growth in, in, in the industry. Um, and, I, and, you know, you can see in the, in the, in the job ads that, are, that come up all the time that they're, uh, a lot of the companies are looking for, for technical people. And so, you know, we hope, to, we hope to contribute to that. We hope to give students an opportunity to gain practical knowledge and, and take that and get a job in the industry. Um, again, high level, you know, where we want to provide intellectual challenges to our faculty. Uh, we want to, you know, contribute to the understanding of this fascinating plant. It's been understudied, really, uh, because of its, you know, its 
complex legal history. And we want to contribute to that. Uh, we think that there's that there's a window of opportunity for British Columbia and for Canada to to really innovate and to build capacity and to build you know knowledge within within the country that that can make us leaders in the in the industry globally. Now, in terms of technical outcomes, you know that's uh, that's harder to say, Katarina, because. You know, we discover as we go, <laughs> as a sense, in a sense, right? So sure. we have some goals, we have some studies that we're starting. Even our partners recognize this, that it's, this is important to us. We, this, there, there's economic consequences. There's, there's um, you know, industry qu- fundamental questions. So let's just start in and, and see what we can find. Um, but just for the industry in general, um, and maybe even if you can focus in a little bit on cannabis 2.0, because that's definitely um, gaining more traction in the industry. Where do you kind of see the industry going, the cannabis industry going in, you know, maybe the next couple of years? It's going to be dynamic. Things are going to happen fast. Uh, you know, that there are a number of groups working really hard on this. Tremendous capability. Um, better chemists than me are out there doing doing really important work. You know, and I alluded to you know the, the nature of the private sector, but there's lots of great sharing that's happening. You know, there's uh, a number of associations. For example, um, the C45 Association you might be uh, familiar with, and I think that's a great organization that that's that's going to drive that that sharing and drive that industry-wide innovation. For example, you know, it's uh, related to legalization one of the interesting outcomes of that is public perceptions that when for some people when it's when something's illegal it's you know you 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 mentally shut it down but when it's legal and then people are open (laughs) it's a funny phenomenon isn't it definitely and um you know and i think so you know public perception of cannabis is you know it's in a transition phase and i think that uh you know you mentioned the, the power of, of the plant in the context of pain or anxiety. Well, I think people will see the plant as, as a, uh, you know, as a wellness uh, product uh, as, as time goes on, that, that it helps people. And, uh, you know, that if it helps people, that's great. You know, it should be, it should be celebrated. You know, so many interesting um, studies underway in reducing, you know, can't the capacity to commit cannabis to reduce uh, the dependence on pharmaceuticals, um, benzodiazepines, for example, you know, reducing, you know, utilizing this as a, as a way to reduce dependence, I think is going to be really exciting in the future. Looking at these compounds and their, um, you know, synergistic relationships, what is the relate? What is the, you know, what are the power of terpenes with respect to cannabinoids? How are the different classes, different individuals? Have uh, types of compounds interacting and how do those impact people? You know, I mentioned those more esoteric ones, and I think that those, that, that's going to be an interesting area for the future. And I think that, that the way that, um, you know, this in- industry intersects with other innovations in, in, in biosciences is going to be really interesting, Katerina. For example, uh, you may have heard the term uh, personalized medicine in the past. Uh, and that has to do with the fact that different people interact with bioactive compounds differently. And I'm sure you know people who, who say, oh, you know, I, I, I can't smoke weed because it, 
you know, it, 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 it affects me negatively or, mm -hmm. or other people have, you know, different, um, different uh, experiences with different, uh, different types of, of cannabis, you know, and that, and that's, that's true in general, right? Because, you know, um, each individual has, a, 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 you know, a, a unique set of receptors in their body and, uh, and in, in traditional medicine and for pharmaceuticals, we're understanding now that, you know, the more we understand about the individual, you know, the more we can tailor uh, a, a medical regime for them. And I think that that's gonna, that's gonna be interesting, uh, you know, further into the future, that's gonna be really interesting as we understand more about cannabis and the compounds in cannabis. And we understand more about how individuals react. You know, I could imagine a, you know, a future where, where people in, in, uh, are able to uh, tune the, the, the products that, that they consume for, for the ultimate, uh, you know, for the ultimate benefit to, to the individuals. So that's, that's pretty forward looking. Uh, but, you know, I think it's, it's early days, it's exciting days. And now that cannabis is in, you know, the bright light of, of, of science and technology, I think that there's lots to be gained in the, in the coming years. Langara is, is, is happy to, uh, to be, to be part of that and to be, uh, to be uh, playing a small role. That, that is really, really interesting, you know, changing or maybe, you know, manipulating the, the genes so that it can work better with somebody else's biology, I guess. Mm -hmm. So is this, would you say, is this one of the more promising um, areas of research in the industry moving forward? Or is there another kind of, you know, really interesting or promising area of research that you think um, will be up and coming and more in the spotlight in the years to come? The, the personalized um, type of uh, relationship with with cannabis is, I think, further into the future. <laughs> you know, it's uh, but things happen fast, so you know, can't, we can't predict how, where that's going to go. Definitely. Um, you know, in, in general, I think that there's um, you know a, a number of, of really interesting, important areas. You know, and we should we should be mindful as well of of, um, of areas and do research into areas of, you know, potential negative effects as well, Katerina. We don't want to just be saying, oh, this is the greatest thing, you know, that there's impacts on brain development and youth, impact in society as, as, uh, as people consume cannabis um, widely and legally, for example, on, on uh, driving well under the influence. We should have, a, we should put some effort into, into studying that and, and minimizing some of the negative impacts as well. For sure, um, but but overall, I wouldn't want to, to leave you with a, that with that negative. You know, I think that really it's it's going to be about the whole sequence uh, and learnings uh, of of taking cannabis from you know from a, a little baby plant to a product that's in in stores for people to buy, and uh, you know, and I think it's going to be there's going to be gains at every one of those steps. There's going to be gains. In the growing and, and understanding the relationship between those variables and, and what is produced and you know which plants you select to put to to grow how it is you efficiently extract those 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 compounds of interest you know and you know you know environmental impacts of, of, of the of the industry as well and then you know the you mentioned 2.0 products i think it's going to be really fascinating um uh, you know and that and that has to do more i think with really understanding all of the fascinating compounds in the plant and, and then starting to say, you know, 
what are the combinations that are really powerful and emphasizing those. And of course, ultimately, you know, we're going to need consumers feedback and consumers to understand that, uh, you know, as, uh, as the industry becomes more sophisticated, that the, that the consumers can, can also become more sophisticated and, choosing the products that, that are the best for them. So you know, there's so many gains in so many different areas, hard to narrow it down. You're right. It, there's definitely pros and cons and that we all, that need to be looked at for sure in order to, you know, ensure the safety and, and the success of the industry as a whole. So needless to say, it's definitely an exciting time for the cannabis industry uh, as the professionals in the industry drive the sector forward with new research and discoveries. Kelly, thank you again so much for taking the time today um, and joining us and sharing your knowledge and expertise. For our listeners, be sure you're caught up with our podcast latest episode by visiting our podcast section on growopportunity.ca. Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you by Emerald Harvest, premium hydroponic nutrients for simple, easy success.